0: You're listening to Please Save Me.
1: Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama.
0: Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide.
1: And if you don't watch it, that's, that's your problem.
0: You've got to take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? Watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Hello, hero heads, and welcome back to a very second episode of season two of Chicago Heroes. Uh, and we are here recapping it today on Please Save Me, which is the best and only recap podcast for Chicago Heroes, which is television's number one show. I am your host, Ben Flores, and I'm here with my esteemed co host.
1: That's me, Sarah Black.
0: Sarah, uh, how are you feeling after uh, tonight's whirlwind of an episode?
1: tired, um, exhausted, wiped out, um, but content. Um, this episode is a bit like tryptophan for my brain, and, uh, now I just want to take a really happy nap. This episode was really, really good, and, um, It's just nice to see that in season two, they continue to top themselves and the streak has to end at some point, right? Like at some point they have to stop topping themselves, but today was not that day.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a word in bowling for getting three strikes in a row and that's a turkey. And there's a word for getting, um, however many strikes is in a perfect game and that's bowling of 300, Mm -hmm. but there's no word for getting, 27 strikes in a row, which is what they've done with the episodes of this show so far. So I think yeah. that the Oxford English dictionary is going to have to add a new word to its uh, volumes.
1: Well, they might as well add it already. I mean, they're going to need it for two different things. They're going to need it for Chicago heroes and they're going to need it for this podcast.
0: Exactly. Uh, and maybe we should call maybe that word could be out at a park, uh, out at s- the park. Yes. They did an out at a park, yeah. uh, on, um, this not. episode. Yeah. May- uh, and it would be like the, um, the Geico calling guy or the commercial with the guy calling where he has to call collect and say his name, you know, the head of baby eats a boy.
1: You keep doing the phone hand thing to show you that I'm doing a phone yeah, call. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is though. But the listen,
0: Oh, the hand thing. I'm putting my thumb out to my ear and my pinky to my mouth and I'm making a phone like an old style landline phone that flips out,
1: Oh, um, which I
0: guess would be more like a cell phone. That's not how you
1: hold a phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and now with my left hand, I'm making a finger gun, but I'm not putting my finger on the trigger, I'm pointing out with my pointer finger. So, yeah,
1: and I'm pretending to cut something, but I'm just using, using my two fingers, two fingers instead the, of holding it, instead of um, as the scissors, holding instead it of pretend like a scissors yeah. scissors,
0: yeah. So, anyway, what I was gonna say is, um, uh, made a TV show, hit it out of the park, out of the park. <laughs> so, that would be how if you would say, or yeah, know, made a podcast, hit it out of the park, yeah. Um,
1: I love commercials.
0: Well, but anyway, um, this episode was really great. And uh, what they are showing in this latest episode is that they can continue to mine uh, familiar topics for story. Yes. Uh, And Sarah has been giving some little hints, and actually as have I with the turkey thing, about where the show went with its story this episode.
1: Yeah, and before we get started, I would love to just introduce our guest. Um, This person is really near and dear to our hearts. This person is also very near and dear to the show. Um, Without this person, the show would not go on. And the show is going to go on because I am going to introduce this person. Welcome to the show, Rita. Hello, Hi!
2: It's Hi, welcome. So Thank you for coming on the here. podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
1: So, Rita, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your role within the Chicago Heroes universe?
2: Yes, my name is Rita Jenkins. I'm a member of the custodial staff on the lot, mm. and I've ne- I had never actually watched an episode of the show until okay. this uh, most recent one. So.
1: So you were probably catching up on a lot, and
0: yes, yeah, because we sent you the whole packet over with all the episodes and all the webisodes and everything, and so yes. you must have had a few days worth of binging to prepare for this. Yes,
2: it was very, it was very good. It was, it was surprisingly good, honestly. I
1: could you see the Rita Jenkins touch throughout? Could you see any sort of? Could you see your work?
2: Oh yeah, I I recognized a lot of the sets. I recognized a lot of the sets, a lot of a lot of the props uh, that they that they have to throw away. Um, I recognized um, a lot of the background, a lot of the
1: people. It was it was very nice. So you recognized them from when they were in the trash after they were all done with them? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and you must have a lot on your hands there because they do throw away most of their they don't, most of their stuff. They don't reuse a lot of sets or reuse a lot of props on this show. They kind of keep it fresh.
1: Right. Famously, they do tear down after every episode, even if the if there's some sort of continuity. They tear down the hero house after every episode and they rebuild it for the next.
0: And what um, I've heard is that that was just from a little miscommunication on the production team between like the, you know, the line producers and some of the staff on the early episodes where they said, okay, time to tear down. And everybody just started tearing the stuff down, like using, you know, Property Brothers hammers, yeah. kind of um sledging it and everything. Yeah. And then they just kind of made that tradition like a base, you know, because I think because they've been doing a hit it out at the a park, they were superstitious about like, you know, Babe Ruth wearing the same pair of socks or whatever. Yeah. You know, you hit a home run, you're not going to change, change your socks.
1: Yeah. So then, yeah, so then they got into the habit of tearing everything down. And Rita, it seems like it's your job to kind of pick up the pieces after that all happens. Yeah,
2: well, you know, it's not. I don't mind it because it's nice to have job security. Yeah. And, you know, you you, you really do have to tear the scene down after, after you do it because there's so much. There's normally a lot of carnage or mm. there's animals on set mm. or, you know. And you have to
1: both. throw away the animals. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So yeah.
0: What's one of the hardest animals that you've had to dispose of? Most difficult to dispose of? Because I would imagine there could be different components to why that would be difficult. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it could be the... hard to
1: throw away. Um... There was uh,
2: there was a really there was a really big big dog. Mm. Oh. Once, and I I didn't like it, but it was it was very hard to get <laughs> to move him.
0: Just physically.
2: Yeah. He, yeah. He was. Uh, He was a fighter. He didn't want to go to into the trash. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And what do you guys do? Do you guys compact? Do you incinerate? How do you? What are you working with over there?
2: You know that that's beyond what I do. Okay. Um, I we 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 put them in the bins and then the bins.
0: And the bin stops there. terms of the disposal you're kind of um yeah yeah yeah. get them to point get them from point a to point b what happens between point b and point z that's none of your business business Mm -hmm.
1: rita i don't mean to assume anything about you and i don't want you to be offended by this but it's hard for me to imagine you slinging these big garbage bags of big dogs and sets around when you look like you weigh at most 70 pounds Oh, it's
2: well. That's very kind of you. I I do weigh seventy two.
0: Mm-hmm. And is that with all the coats you're wearing?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I I take off the coats
0: before you weigh yourself. <laughs> yes. Okay. I
1: leave them <laughs> on so then I can just pretend that I can subtract like yeah. fifteen or so pounds. Yeah, exactly. It's a little weight loss tip from me to you. Well, you don't need it, but Ben to you. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I'll drink
0: three or four gallons of water right before I weigh myself just to just to cake, take ten 20, weight. thirty off yeah. yeah
2: um no, but we uh they, we have a dolly system that we use uh-huh. um and 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 I also have a I have a partner who helps me he's the muscle so he he lifts the trash and i I tell him where to
0: put it so, so you're, you're a manager
2: no we're 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 on the same level,
1: but you're the brains and he's the brawn.
0: mm-hmm That's Mm.
1: sweet.
2: Yeah. They have to keep us honest. So you have to have an accountability. checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That's a little hard for me to understand because Sarah and I are kind of both brains. We're kind of check and check or balance and balance. Yeah. Um, But also both brawn. Yes. uh, In terms of doing the heavy lifting with our brains. (laughs) Um, Well,
2: you're very lucky to have the brain and the brawn.
1: So have you been working with your partner? Have you had the same partner this entire time?
2: No, actually. um, Chuck is his name. He's new. Mm. Uh, so we're, we're just getting warmed up. My previous partner, actually, he, um, he was bit by one of the, the animals that we were throwing away. And so he Which had
1: animal, uh, it was
2: the dolphin.
0: Oh, the lake dolphin. Cause <laughs> when they were out at Chicago Lake, there was, we could kind of see in the background in the yacht scene early in the first season, a guy gets snatched by a lake dolphin and I wasn't sure if that was part of. That's been kind of discussed on the forums whether that was
1: that was
2: part of it.
0: It was planned, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm assuming Chuck got a payout.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did, and he's 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 at home right now because he's um he's being rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. Well, well, no, Chuck's not Chuck, not is... Chuck. Chuck is oh Chuck's the new guy. Chuck is the new guy. No, yeah. Stewart was the last guy. Okay, he's on Workman's comp. Yeah. And
0: that was, I mean, is and so is that why the sets have been getting dirtier and dirtier over the past like 20 episodes? Because that was like episode three, four, maybe. Yeah.
1: And I know, have noticed lately that I, and Ben, you probably see me do this because I keep my head so close to the, um, the screen when I watch, but I've been also like wiping with my finger what I think is something on the yeah. screen, but it's actually just must on the sets. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, you know, it's not something that I should probably be talking about on the podcast, but um we have been slightly understaffed and so we we do have to sometimes keep up some of the sets and not necessarily throw away all of the sets. Uh so they get they get dirty over time and so yeah. um
1: and your job is not to clean them. Your job is simply to tear down and take yes. them to the trash. So it's understandable that this stuff would kind of wear and tear over time.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of unions is they kind of protect you from doing that cross-functional work. You know, if you're on custodial that, I mean, you should, I, be, you should be throwing away. That's not wiping. Mm-hmm. That's throwing away. And I don't wipe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They need to hire a wiper. It sounds like, well, did you like the episode? <laughs> um, I liked
2: watching the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I,
0: that's an interesting distinction.
2: Yeah, I I didn't necessarily did, were you asking about watching the episode or or working on the episode?
1: Oh, watching the episode. The did you like did you like the episode of television that resulted in your from your work?
2: I did.
0: But the work I, itself It brought so back much. some
2: bad memories.
0: Yeah. So as you can should, as you can imagine.
2: Yeah, well, there is we
0: a lot absolutely. to be thrown away yeah. <laughs> after this one. So. so maybe we should get into this episode I um, think we should. for the listeners out there in listener land. And uh, then we can kind of uh, delve, we can kind of do, you know, go behind the scenes while we're in them, right? So um, this was the second episode of the second season of Chicago Heroes. Uh, the first episode of this season was a thanksgiving family drama Mm -hmm. um in the
1: style of some other
0: shows yeah some oscar-winning movies and shows could learn a thing or two from the emotional weight that got pulled by the crew and cast in the last episode of the show um so that was you know thanksgiving holiday episode and this episode um interesting choice Because they aired the Thanksgiving episode, the first episode of the season, Mm -hmm. um, a few days after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And this one was set on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. So this was the day after. The day after Thanksgiving. And they aired this one a week. This was a week and a half after Thanksgiving, which I like because Thanksgiving is the best American holiday. Uh And so I think that that's Chicago Heroes' way of kind of saying... You know, Thanksgiving can be as long as you want.
1: Yeah. And Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving is year round.
0: Even that. Right. So, I mean, who knows? We could be about to get an entire season of of Thanksgiving Thanksgiving themed episodes. You know, who are we to say?
1: No, I We're can't. not who to say. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're not. So,
0: um, but nonetheless, well, there's I at guess least two we, weeks worth.
1: We could ask our esteemed guest. Oh, if right. Because they filmed the whole thing or two. season.
0: So, have you, how many Thanksgiving themed episodes, give or take, would you say you've filmed, having worked on five or six seasons of the show so far?
2: Uh, probably about 35 or 36.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm rubbing my hands together because <laughs> I am banging my fork like and my knife on the we table. We might be getting a treat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cut me off a slice of that pie. Uh, yep. And I'm going to get ready to dig in. Yeah, well, I'm going
1: in for seconds and thirds and 37ths.
0: Well, this week's episode was uh, set on Black Friday, and it was called Friday, Friday Black, Black Friday. Friday.
1: And then this episode was a banger. It slapped. It was a jam and a bop. And uh, we have this Thanksgiving episode that happened the week and a half prior. And then we just open up on Black Friday morning. Everybody's kind of rolling out of bed, has a little bit of that kind of day after Thanksgiving hangover. And they're all padding to the kitchen and they're all wearing their slippers and their long caps and they're carrying their little candles in the dish. Mm-hmm. And they get to the fridge and they, or the icebox, as it were, and they open it up to get their leftovers. Mm-hmm. And what's the best part of Thanksgiving? The leftovers. Yes. I
0: rumble in their tummies as they are opening that icebox. box. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that delicious day after Thanksgiving treat that is even so much better than the meal itself. Yes, because you're taking every piece of the meal and you're putting it together onto a open-faced sandwich if you're smart about it. Yeah. Is that
2: is that what you is that your favorite recipe for for leftovers?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, my favorite recipe for leftovers is to you make a turkey. And then you, this is my classic family recipe for leftovers. So, um, so roast a turkey, make mashed potatoes, make stuffing, make green beans, make cranberry sauce, and then, uh, eat that on a Thursday and then on the fri, put it in the fridge after you're done with it. And then Mm. on the Friday, take it out of the fridge, Mm -hmm. put it onto a plate and then reheat it.
1: Nice. My favorite leftovers recipe is to do pretty much all those first steps and then to take it out of the fridge and put it in a blender and then add a little bit of coconut oil just because that's healthy and then blend it all together. That's good for your skin. Very good for and your skin. And that's
0: really, um, you know, Sarah spent some time in California and that's just a California way of doing things.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit of a hippie. Yeah, a little, little bit of a raw freaking. Yeah. So,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. If I were to stumble along and see a stray icebox with some of those tasty ingredients sticking up out of them, I certainly might get a five-finger discount on them and yeah. blend them for myself as and well. And then you would
1: have to apologize via poem.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Uh but in any case, um what did our uh what did all of our um hungry hungry uh, holidayers Oh. See when they open their iceboxes. Well, I think it's
1: important to get to our Hungry, Hungry Hero first. So we see kind of this montage. It's a classic Chicago Hero style of montage of all these different people walking to their kitchens, opening their fridge, and we never quite see them get to the open fridge. So we just kind of see this sequence over and over for about five to six minutes with some music playing under it, no dialogue. Again, classic Chicago Hero style, just establishing setting.
2: And then... I was very, I was, it was very nice for me to see a representation of people being very hungry as soon as they wake up.
1: That doesn't happen often on television. No,
2: I'm always famished. Famished?
1: Famished is right.
2: Famished as soon as I wake up in the morning. And it was nice to see that represented on the TV.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what you know, most, uh, and and I think that that's kind of a note that probably the this show has taken from the forums or from the fans, mm-hmm. because they've done a lot of episodes where it starts off with a character who's, um, you know, it's like a mom cooking breakfast for her family, you know, and the she says to the teenage son, you know, the teenage son will be rushing out of bed, and she says, you gotta, you know, wait, you gotta eat, and he, you know, he just grabs like half a piece of toast and he eats half of it and then puts it down, and he says, can't eat, mom, gotta run. Or he
1: grabs a banana and puts it in his backpack. Puts like, it in his what's backpack. he gonna do? Eat it later. Right. What do you like to eat when you wake up?
2: When I wake up, I have, um, I well, I, I always keep a stock of beans. Near near my room. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but I but I and I well, you
0: don't want them in your room.
1: But you want them near the room,
0: but not mm-hmm. too far. So that's yeah, very smart.
1: Not too near, so as that they are in the room right
0: but not so far so that they're completely out of it
1: mhm one bean in one bean out
2: yeah my favorite though my favorite thing to make in the morning is i take i take a i take a, a watermelon and i take a pineapple and you 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 take all of the insides out of both of them uh-huh. and then and then you put it in the other one
1: so so you swap bodies mm-hmm. And no beans are in this recipe. Yeah, I thought
0: we were talking about beans. <laughs> well, so I, I
1: already, that's.
0: <laughs> I'm confused because I thought we were talking about beans.
2: Well, the, the beans go with it. Oh, like a I side dish. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So no, you I, have the bodies. I have more
1: than one thing in the morning. Oh, for sure. Well, you need you need your protein, you need your fruit, you mm-hmm. need your vegetables or or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the idea. Well, pineapple's
0: a vegetable. It's got fiber in it.
1: Well, and the top is green. Yeah. And it grows from the ground.
0: Right. And arguably a a watermelon also because the the outside outside is green, green, right? Yeah. And the inside is red like vegetable blood.
1: Yeah. Like a tomato. Exactly. Which is a
0: vegetable. Right. Well, the top is green. Yes. So, and the inside is red like vegetable (laughs) blood. I mean, so, you know, you can go around for hours in circles in this and either way, we're right.
1: I would love... If you could tell us, Rita, if okay, am I a watermelon with a pineapple inside or am I a pineapple with a watermelon inside? And then what's Ben?
2: Um, I would say that you are you are a pineapple with a watermelon Why? inside because I think that you are um a lot sweeter than you like for people to think.
1: And then Wait, I'm a pineapple with a watermelon on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm prickly on the outside
2: but soft and and, and, and watery s- on the inside.
1: Full of seeds on the inside. And then Ben is a watermelon on the outside, pineapple on the inside. And can you tell me yes. why that is?
2: Uh because because I don't I don't know him
1: very well. Um and watermelons are unknowable. Uh-huh. I would love to body swap with you. Oh, that would uh, that would be that
2: would be so nice cuz i'm i'm very cold you
1: are wearing so many coats
0: yeah i would body swap <laughs> with you if i was cold because then i'd be inside all those coats and it might warm me up Anyway, we're talking about the show here. So let's um, get back to our hero. So our hero, uh, Mark Briggs, we focus in on him. Uh-huh. He is one of these holiday-ers padding his way from his room to his icebox. And yeah. he opens his icebox. And what does he see?
1: Well, we see, we find out that there's nothing. And then we kind of, Zoom back into all nothing the other... Nothing but a please, cobweb. Nothing but a cobweb. And we go kind of go back through all these other sequences of people who have been opening their doors as well and all of them have nothing.
0: It's just cut to, icebox, empty. Cut, cut. to, icebox, empty. empty. Cobweb, cut to, icebox, smash, 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 smash. Until we just see all of these upset holidayers with their missing leftovers. Yeah. And it, their, the sound of them screaming crescendos into this giant cacophonous roar Yeah, and we do a classic zoom out where we hear the roar from house to house to house and then it zooms out to see this over the neighborhood and then over the city and Uh then all the way up out to outer space and we hear the Chicago holiday or screaming because no leftovers in the icebox
1: right and
0: and then title card Chicago heroes yep
1: and so in the beginning, it's, it comes very quickly to a, a realization that these people have nothing to eat. And everybody's in kind of a pickle or they don't have a pickle. They're out of pickles. Yeah, they're out of pickles. And it's kind of like, okay, so where is this going? Like, what are we going to do about this? And Mark hears kind of like a thud in the apartment in the hero house. And he's like, okay, okay. So he walks to see the mail and there's a big old catalog in it for the grocery store.
0: Yeah. There's a grocery catalog has thudded through a thick grocery catalog thudded as
1: big as three phone books.
0: Yeah. Thudded through his mail slot. Mail slot is, it is as big as three phone books. It's really thick. It's probably six inches thick. And so the mail slot is just ripped out of the door (laughs) I mean, clearly somebody. And you probably had to throw is.
1: that away, Rita.
2: Yeah, we actually had to build a, a quite a much larger mail slot for this episode, and it still it wasn't yeah, you, big enough. You
0: still didn't even really build it no. big enough because the mail slot was probably four inches, and mm-hmm. it was this was splinters, wood splinters coming out of the so door. So
1: you're in charge of trash, but you're also in charge of building the mail slot.
2: Well, I say I say we because I feel like I'm a part of the mm-hmm. show, but and you I, are. I I don't I I don't I I'm not in charge of
1: building. Okay. The royal we. The royal we.
0: Well, I was interested at the way that we kind of had Mark didn't have food in his icebox. And then we hear this thud and we see this boom crash. uh, Grocery phone book fall through the mail slot because um, I was kind of thinking, how are these two things connected? You know, like, why are we now? Okay, I'm interested in Mark trying to eat his food from the icebox. Why are we now cutting to the mail slot? And... I got my answer,
1: <laughs> and thank God we did because that really propelled the story along. Um, Mark looks at the catalog and he goes, oh, "Duh, the grocery store." Yeah, you yeah. Kind of- was that
0: a light bulb moment for you, Rita?
1: Uh, when watching the show, yes.
2: I well, it, it it wasn't so much a light bulb moment as it was um, a good idea because um, mm. I just. <laughs> I just think um you know if if you if you don't have food you should go to the grocery store and I I didn't really know where that was going to lead the story but it but it just it did seem like the writers made a good choice um, it was a it, it it made sense to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't know either where it would lead it but it led the story to the grocery store. And so Mark is there looking, you know, he's he's at the grocery store uh, and we arrive there and it doesn't look like your typical grocery store scene the day after a big holiday i mean it's freaking mobbed yeah everybody's in there
1: and you would think well uh, are these guys practically giving away tvs uh, is there a playstation 4 here what's going on like you would think people are lining up outside of target or best buy or circuit city Wal- on walmart or walmart on the big day or like um amazon. one of those amazon centers
2: I thought maybe there was a there was like a national disaster or something and people needed bread.
1: Yeah, well, and here's it kind of was a natural disaster in that it was man-made and man is made by God. nature and God. Oh. So he gets there and it's a mob scene and there are people call her
0: whatever you want. Hmm. Call her whatever you want.
1: Okay. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Go on.
1: I also, by the way, I love your This is What a Feminist Looks Like t-shirt.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I meant mm-hmm. to say that right down at my crotch. <laughs> yeah. It's a kind of a funny spin because it lets people know that I am a feminist, but, but also I'm that also that you're... funny. Yeah. And also a man. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, thank you for complimenting it. I have been pointing at this shirt the whole time we've been recording, kind of holding it out with two fingers away from my, holding my shirt up away from my torso with two fingers, trying to show it off to you. I thought you were just trying to
1: feign having boobs.
0: Oh well, and so that's the opposite of the effect that I was kind of uh, looking for in terms of highlighting. the the down there, but anyway. Well, now that we figured out
1: Ben's an ally, we can talk about how there were no allies at the grocery store. Everybody was, was,
0: everybody,
1: everybody was there and they were all going crazy. They were tearing at each other's throats for the last, um,
0: of these leftover dinners that were like packaged up at the grocery store. You know, it was kind of like a day after Thanksgiving sale where the grocery store had every shelf was filled with these, you know, prepackaged holiday leftover meals and people were tug of warring on them.
1: Yeah. And Mark walks in and he's a little bit like, what the heck guys? So he in his, in, you know, he's a lawyer. So he's always thinking and his wheel, <laughs> his wheels are always turning. So he's like, okay, something's up. Something's a little strange here. And he sees, he kind of sees the whole place, takes it all in, and he decides to do a little walk around and see what he can deduce and see what evidence he can gather. Because what does a lawyer do? They gather evidence.
2: What I found was, what I thought was very strange is he goes into the into the grocery store and all of the food that you would expect to be in the grocery store was not there. Mm-hmm. It was just the prepackaged food, and I that that tipped me off that something was not right.
1: Well, you probably got a little freaked out because there was no bean display, there were no watermelons, and there were no pineapples.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I had enough. I have enough at my house, so I I'll be okay. But, yeah, but I,
0: but it has to be a little scary a to little see that on the creepy. TV and kind of imagine yourself in these people's shoes.
2: Yeah, if I put myself in their shoes, it's a little freaky. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. and that's mm-hmm. why I that's why I try not to put myself into people's shoes too much because then I might get a little freaked out. Yeah.
0: Well, and especially wouldn't want to put myself in Mark Briggs's holiday slippers uh, as he's padding his way through the grocery store because as he goes by all these displays that Rita was talking about, you know, not a normal piece of food in sight, he comes upon a plate of food that looks very familiar to him. He does a little bit of a double take. I mean, he has his light bulb moment.
1: Right. He does a double take and then... W- and I love when they do stuff like this and kind of break from traditional storytelling. But we kind of see him do the double take, and then he stares off into the distance. And we see a thought bubble appear above his head of him lovingly wrapping his plate mm-hmm. in saran wrap the yes. night before, yes. and then we <laughs> see him lovingly place it into his own ice box and shutting the door and saying good night. And then the thought bubble kind of pops, and then we all realize that plate of food he's looking at right now for sale for seven dollars and eighty cents is tax plus tax, which in Chicago, my I mean, God, yeah. So that was his plate of food.
0: Yeah. So he freaks out. Guy freaks out. <laughs> has a little bit of a breakdown, Mark (laughs) Briggs. And we devote uh, quite
1: a bit of time to that breakdown, about, say, 10 to 15 minutes of him just kind of going through all of the um, events that led up to this moment and kind of, should I blame myself? Should I blame others? Should I blame my family? Should I? Is it nature? Is it nurture? How did I end up here in front of this plate of my own food for sale? And honestly, what the heck is going on? Yeah, cuts and-
0: to Morpheus holding the red pill and the blue pill and Mark kind of thinking, am I living in a simulation? How do they get my food? Um Sort of going to zoom out Morpheus, red pill, blue pill, and then they're not only in a matrix, but in the matrix inside a snow globe. And Mark is um, brain getting fried. Do you guys
2: have a fashion report or do we, is this where we,
0: is oh the- yeah, sorry. Um, ring ding 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 ding,
2: ring ding 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 ding, extra extra, it's the fashion report. I wanted to talk about his pajamas.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I think it's important. Yeah. So what about these pajamas, though?
2: Well, I just, I didn't, I, I, I'm surprised that they, that they went with the full, the full button up Mm
0: -hmm. matching
2: top and bottom, because I'll be honest, I don't know much about this show, but that doesn't strike me as something that Mark would wear.
1: Well, the reason we know it is something that Mark would wear is because it has his famous kind of trademark fashion look. Which is that the abs were cut out?
0: Yeah. So there's a special, as you said. I mean, you noticed there were a lot of buttons on these pajamas. I mean, the sleeves buttoned all the way up. It had butt the, flaps
1: that buttoned up.
0: Yes, the front buttoned up. That the part sides I liked. Buttoned up. Yeah, me too. But there was one. That's all normal buttons. But then there was one buttons that was abnormal, <laughs> uh, pun, um, which was the ab buttons. And there was a flap that he had that he kind of kept when he was having his breakdown fiddling with (laughs) mentally... Um, he was fiddling with it mentally. Yeah. Well, because it was all happening in his mind, his breakdown was in his mind. So when he's seeing himself in his mind, he's seeing himself buttoning and unbuttoning the ab flap on his pajamas. But then we would cut back to him standing in the grocery aisle and he was actually just standing there catatonic, like a vegetable, like a fruit or a watermelon or or pineapple or something, you know, no brain neurons firing at all. Um, so anyway, that's, that's that. That's been the fashion report. Ring,
1: So anyway, Mark's
0: got some investigating <laughs> to do.
1: And once he has this whole kind of breakdown and questions everything, he's like, you know, what? I have work to do. Clearly, something's up and I got to get to the bottom of it. So he's... St- sort of sneakily gets around the mob in the grocery store and heads out to the back. And he's in the back, like the loading dock area. And there's a truck out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it says a little something on the side. It says food delivery. Yep. And Mark thinks, okay. Grocery
0: stores for sending food out. Why are they delivering food to the grocery store? That's suspicious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he decides to follow it, and he kind of just hops in his car,
0: hops in his car, and um, throws a. He has like a.
1: He has one of
2: those little trackers that he like stuck. He like sticks it under. He like sticks it underneath
1: on the food delivery truck, right? Which makes a little blinking red light. Which made the grappling hook seem a little...
0: Yeah, and then he's got this grappling hook that he's kind of spinning out the passenger window, leaning over, spinning it out the passenger window like to try to throw it and catch his way onto the back of the truck. And then finally, he misses... Just in the case mo- the tracker falls Just in case, off. yeah. yeah. Or
2: someone finds it.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, we find out pretty soon that the guys driving the truck aren't so stupid, but we'll get there in a minute.
0: What? I mean, Rita, did you get thrilled? at that point oh
1: yeah and we
0: know you're chilled
2: i am chilled but i was thrilled i this was this was really pardon my pun this was the moment that hooked me mm. oh and thank you
0: excuse
2: thank you J'cuse.
0: thank you, you of making a great pun so continue
2: uh this was when i this was when i was hooked i i was uh you know i was on board with going to the grocery store and i was uh and I was suspicious that there wasn't any food there, but I, I, I wasn't really hooked until until the cha- until the, the, the pursuit scene. Mm. Uh, it was really I loved doubling down with the with the grappling hook, and I and I love that I love that when he put on his shades, even though it was still not quite sunny outside, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that I it, it it let me know that he knew he was going into some trouble.
1: How do you throw away the cars after they're done with them on set?
2: Um, usually, just in in a larger bin.
1: Okay. Um,
0: yeah. That. Uh, do you dismantle or do you guys go whole or, or what are you working with over uh, there?
2: We we go whole now. I probably shouldn't be talking about this on the podcast, but sometimes if we don't have enough large bins, because sometimes you, as you know, they do have a lot of cars in one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sometimes
1: um, hundreds.
2: Yeah. So we um we we get to take them home. So many, if if you want,
1: how many cars do you have?
0: Uh,
2: well, I only have two. I I
1: don't need more than two.
0: Well, I mean, especially because um they're all Corollas. So <laughs> after you've got
1: even the food truck was a Corolla, which is interesting,
0: right? And I mean, after you got one in both colors, why do you need another one? So black and blue, yeah. Um, yeah. Which incidentally, we should send that because that would be a great episode title, uh, Black and Blue, uh, for the writers. I've got my wheels spinning right now, actually, like a Corolla's. Yeah. Kind of um, thinking about something that could be black and blue, but the blue is spelled B-L-E-U. Ooh. And maybe it's about um a another, stinky a, cheese, cheese or something. Or a yeah. nasty
1: cheesemonger yeah, murderer. Yeah, who
0: murders people with, he makes the cheese so stinky <laughs> that people die off of smelling it, but yeah. they also can't, re- it's so stinky they want to eat it and they yeah. can't resist. And but it's that, also it's, poison. Kills them with the po- cyanide that he puts in it. So I
2: hope that they don't do that episode because <laughs> Uh. Contrary to what you might think, um, cheese is the hardest thing to dispose of oh. because it there's laws against it because uh, it's it's heavily protected.
1: So, oh, it's an endangered species. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and if you get arrested cleaning up cheese on set, you get arrested in real life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: so. Um, anyway, he's uh, he's chasing down this um, food Corolla and there's they're winding their way through the um Chicago streets, um going on a high speed, as you called it a pursuit. I mean, it really it, it does really turn into a pursuit. And he's got to use that tracking device. yeah, uh, one eye on the road, one eye on his uh, s- am- Android. um Android. Yes. which I thought was an interesting choice?
1: yeah. and this pursuit was not trivial because he pulls up and he is in trouble because he. Followed the truck to the black market. And what I thought was interesting, and I guess I didn't know this because I've never seen the black market before, but there was a sign that said what it was.
0: Yeah, it was a big uh, pavilion, kind of a big open...
1: An atrium.
0: Yeah, there was an atrium uh, with all kinds of um, banyan trees and orchids and uh, various just nice flora... (laughs) Other different flora and displays and, and
1: just a lot of natural light.
0: Yeah. Fountains <laughs> and pools.
1: I actually
2: have been to the black market and it I will say it, it it's not exactly like that, but it's a lot closer than you would think. There's not there's not a sign per se, but there is um there's
0: a there's a Wi Fi.
1: Oh, and it's just like black market and the mm-hmm. password is
0: yeah, there it's in an uh, yeah. So is it that you take your Android and you try to connect to you wander around until you get black market Wi Fi shows up and then you try to connect and that's sort of if it connects that's yeah hot and if it doesn't connect that's cold and you keep trying to get closer and closer to yeah. where once you connect to the Wi Fi you know you're at the black market.
2: Yeah, once you once you connect you kinda look up from your phone and you, you <laughs> Oh
1: real- I'm in the black market.
2: Now. Yeah, you realize that you're that you're there. That's cool. Well,
0: Mark used the old-fashioned way of getting there, which was following two tough food delivery guys driving a Corolla full of <laughs> stolen food. So uh, he
1: gets to the black market, and he kind of gets out of his car, and he kind of starts walking. He really
0: kind of does. <laughs> and he sort of goes in. Um, and
1: he He maybe walks in, and he kind of sees... What's going on? A little bit crimes. Crimes.
0: People they're, smoking dope.
1: People smoking dope. People laundering money. People kissing a bunch of guns. People throwing grenades. People.
0: Yeah, a lot of grenade jugglers, kind of doing yeah. uh busking for <laughs> busking for coins. They're all and... like missing
1: teeth, but they're grinning. <laughs> yes.
0: So I thought that that was fun because it was kind of a, um, we had our action kind of fun. pursuit set piece and then we got into this new world and we just got to explore a little bit with our audience surrogate, a.k.a. our protagonist, a.k.a. Mr. Absolutely Himself, Mark Briggs. And he... Um,
1: and I love seeing the world through Mark Briggs' eyes. Mm-hmm. I want to just see the world through an attorney's eyes all the time
0: yeah we went to uh tourney vision during the black market uh r- ramble yeah and as he rambled around, it was sort of like we you know it said uh it said to vision up at the top like a heads up display <laughs> kind of a thing, yeah, and we would see little um little like uh footnotes and statutes <laughs> and stuff like that,
1: yeah, and it was all in black and white, and there was no um like field of vision. there's uh, it became very clear that um, Mark Briggs doesn't have depth perception. It was
0: laser-focused uh, <laughs> tunnel vision on just what was right in front of him. Um.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like that. And uh, so we go about 15 minutes or so to see all these kind of different characters in this world and we really build out the world of the black market. And then Mark kind of catches up with the guys he was following in the corolla and um before he can even approach them
0: he tries to throw a book at him
1: (laughs) yeah the book of law exactly and before he can even do that you just see it all go black yeah no more tunnel vision it's just that's it which means he's been conked out
0: yeah
2: But by who? Because it could have been anybody. We don't know because we we
0: were in tourney vision. And I think we learned a little something about why tourneys shouldn't look so close right in front of them. Because they're not seeing what's around or behind them and you can get conked.
1: And that's a good lesson. Are all attorneys colorblind? Yeah, I don't well, know. This was
0: our first introduction to Mark being colorblind and seeing the world in grayscale. And gra- colorblind gray
1: scale. is when you see the world in grayscale.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't know that we've had a reference to that before with Mark, but it certainly um, you know, explains maybe why he's able to use his brain for thinking so well about law because he's not using it to appreciate beauty in the natural world around him.
2: Yeah, when you lose when you lose some of your senses, others are heightened.
0: Mm-hmm. So what I would really love to see is, you know, take away Mark Briggs' vision and taste and seeing and feeling and touching and see how good of attorney he is then.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting now that we're bringing this up. That probably makes sense as to why he was so hungry when he woke up in the morning because he's missing a sense.
0: Yeah, and that makes his hunger stronger. Right. So uh, that does make sense. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Kind of makes sense. So he conks out, and then we see his body get dumped onto the street into an alleyway.
0: Yeah, and it's like you know, door opens on a truck. Dunk, 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 dunk. Dunk, dunk, Mark dunk, dunk, Briggs rolling dunk, into dunk. the alley. And he,
1: I love that he made this choice with his character to do a couple of just like flips and a couple <laughs> of somersaults.
0: Gain, he did a, he did maybe three or four gainers in a row, one footed back backwards three sixties. Yeah. Um.
1: And a cartwheel.
0: So she, and yeah. And then when he finally landed, he said, I still got it.
1: Yeah. But then he was also like, yeah, but then he was also like, oh, I'm a little woozy. And the the guys who threw him out of the truck come walk and stand over him while he's laying there being woozy. And they're ch- each chomping on a turkey leg, which is a little clue. And uh, what is it to, that they say to him? Top quiz. What did they say? Top quiz. What did the men eating the turkey legs say to Mark Briggs?
2: First of all, I did not pick up on the turkey leg clue.
1: What did you think those were?
2: Well, I, I knew that they were turkey legs, but I hadn't connected it.
1: Well, don't spoil that yet. What did they
0: say to Mark Briggs? They said, like, um, they said like
2: <sighs> what i heard yeah I, I i i think they said turkey or not turkey that is the
0: question oh yes that's what the one guy said that's what the one turkey guy said yeah and then the other guy said to him um shut up you nerd right and oh
2: yeah i, I forgot about that one because it hurt it hurt my feelings for him are you a nerd well i just i liked i liked the fir- what the first guy said and and then and it and hurt it,
1: your feelings that the second guy said something that wasn't as fun yeah. yeah
2: yeah he made him feel
0: bad yeah and then he used instead of his brain he used his body and he <laughs> gave mark a kick with his foot just like he Chuck. Says, don't go sticking your nose where it don't belong. Chuck
2: would never use his
0: brawn to hurt somebody.
1: Yeah, but I was just saying that because he said he used his body. Okay. Chuck seems great. He's really nice.
0: He says, Don't go sticking your nose where it wouldn't belong. Okay, yeah. A plus,
1: you beat the pop so. quiz. New high score on the pop quiz. <laughs> so then Mark says Listen, guys, I'm not going to stop investigating. You can't stop me, even though you're scary and big.
0: Yeah, and the uh, the guy says, Well, how about you investigate this, your own death? And then they, <laughs> they go, wah ah ah ah, ah. and they, Yeah, uh, one of
1: them goes, wah!
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other guy <laughs> says, I love it when you do your Wario impression. <laughs> I-
1: and then the other guy goes, that's actually Waluigi.
0: Yeah. And then they had a debate about how does Wario sound and how does Waluigi sound? <laughs> and then they kind of, and they gave kind each of other the audio. And were just yeah. Like and the into audio the faded out as they kind of walked off. into Yeah. the sun, Like the sun was setting um, on the other side of them and they became silhouettes. Yes. Um, it was
2: nice, though, because that gave a reason for Mark to escape.
0: Yeah, they walked maybe mile, two miles away from him, which gave him plenty of time to get away. Yeah.
1: And so he cartwheeled right out of there and started heading somewhere else. And he's walking and he's thinking and he kind of is talking to himself similar to how he was when he was having his mental breakdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, we know he's thinking. A lot of times when you see <laughs> yeah, a character walking, thinking. well we know that he, that he's thinking. You know, a lot of times you when you see a character walking on a show, it's like what are they doing in there inside their head? But Mark when he's walking, he goes I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking.
1: I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking.
0: It becomes almost like a little mantra for him.
1: Yes. Um, and I've tried doing that while I walk and it doesn't do Does anything not help. for me. It makes
0: it much harder to think, I find, actually, <laughs> because then I'm thinking about saying I'm thinking and thinking and thinking instead of the stuff inside my head that I should be thinking about. Right. But it works... Can you, well, you know, you have a... Uh, what do you think about while well, you work, Rita? Uh, while
2: well, I work, I'm, I'm usually looking around trying to find Chuck, um, but, uh, but also... Uh, and also sometimes I'm think I, I come up with um, when when Chuck when I know where Chuck is, I I sometimes I come up with little um, little word searches in my mind because mm. um, I do like to do a word search and so I'll come up with them in my mind just to pass the time.
0: So you'll imagine 100 letters in a grid in your mind <gasps> and some of them are, spelling out, um, snowball or, uh,
1: garbage
0: yogurt. or Yeah. Landfill <laughs> yeah. or
2: probably hmm. not garbage. I like to leave work at work. I see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Scort or something like that.
2: Something, something though that you may not know about, about, uh, the thinking scene, um, that,
1: And that's what it's going to be known as for years to come. Like when you talk about the show and you say, oh my gosh, the thinking scene, everybody's going to know what that is. That's how iconic this, like it's an instinct. Oh yeah. Go
0: Google that on vine. You're already going to find it there. Chicago heroes thinking scene.
1: Yeah. They actually, they paid the custodial
2: staff a little extra that day. So what they did is they have, they have Mark actually walk in place.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And then they have us, carry the scenes
0: oh yes there were a lot of people carrying corollas that were (laughs) kind of there were a lot of folks in all black tights and stage um Mm -hmm. stage microphone headsets Mm -hmm. carrying corollas by him Mm -hmm. carrying blue mailboxes carrying Mm lampposts that kind of thing
2: yeah you may have seen me i had my um i had a a bunch of my coats on
0: (laughs)
1: we may have
2: seen you a bunch of my uh my big coats on i i helped carry some stuff oh
0: yes from behind. when he walked by that uh goodwill donation box i thought that was a goodwill donation box but that was just you and all of your coats Hmm. got That's it so cool yeah it was really kind of a um like okay go music video style effect in the. yeah everybody scene. was on
1: a treadmill it was like
0: that yeah um in terms, but a, but a treadmill made of humans carrying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mark is, is um, thinking, thinking about he and he's he says thinking. he finally says, um, "I had a thought."
1: And we get another thought bo- bo- bobble above the head, and he in it. There's just you just see a bunch of dollar bills floating, and you just hear ching 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 ching, and he goes. I've been following the food all along. Instead, I should be following
0: the, the money. money. So that was where, for me, it all clicked into place. I was like, he's going to get him now.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So from there, we kind of enter the, um, and, and I say kind of because it is a gradual transition where he has to walk all the way there, but we do arrive at the third act of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And when Mark finally makes his way to the third act, what a doozy it is. Uh, So he goes to one of the locations that I imagine must be the hardest to tear down and rebuild repeatedly throughout the series, which is Chicago Chicago Tower. Tower.
2: Yes, it uh that one that one is definitely uh an overtime deal. Um which I mean they 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 try they tell us that they're not going to put it in a lot of episodes. It's in almost, in almost an every one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's in almost every one. They have an establishing
1: skyline shot yeah. without that. Yeah. Chicago Tower.
2: Yeah. So, but you know, and we fall for it every time. <laughs>
0: Is it one of those kind of things where your boss calls you up uh, and says, you know, we really need you on the set today. And you say, am I going to have to build Chicago Tower? And he says, no, not this time. I promise.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, But then, you know, but then we get there and and I recognize the materials by now.
0: um, Big steel beams.
1: Yeah.
0: Huge panes of glass. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cranes, I would Mm -hmm. imagine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Concrete.
1: Yeah. Lots of um, snake plants for the lobby. Mm-hmm. A big old wall, big—maybe seventy, big wall. eighty
0: offices worth of <laughs> desk chairs and Cute cubicles. Farms, and-
1: yep. Yeah, And
2: sometimes it, it's sometimes it's put together, and sometimes it's smashed apart. But either way, we have to take it down.
1: Well, yeah, the t- tower has fallen in a few webisodes. So sometimes, yeah, it probably is smashed when you yeah. get there.
2: It's definitely... I will say it's easier to clean up if it's smashed. But less well, yeah. fun, I would think. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I I, I, I don't do the smashing,
1: so I get, it looks fun, though. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, somebody else takes the sledgehammer f- from Property Brothers to it.
0: Because you're yeah. a... Because you do point A to point B. You don't do point negative Z to point negative A. I
2: don't think I understand. It's just a thing.
0: <clears throat> so... <laughs> the um <laughs> shut, shut. so um, uh, um so well in any case, enough about you, but uh <laughs> back to this episode, uh, I mean, you've already seen the sets, but it had to really be something to see the action happen inside them, Rita, when Mark goes up to the 72nd floor of Chicago Tower and has um storms into the um food delivery company office and uh makes his way to um the turkey division and uh Demands his demands that to get a meeting with the CEO. I, w-
2: I was on the edge of my seat. I, I, it's very exciting to see what they, what they do, uh, with, with what, with the materials that I see every day. Um, but, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize, and this is my own prejudice that the CEO was a woman.
0: Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. And
1: what I also thought, something that kind of tipped me off here was, Um, Mark gets to the office, he storms in, he walks to the front desk and says, I need to see the CEO as soon as possible. And in most cases, mm, the receptionist probably would have said something like, listen, buddy, the CEO's in a meeting. You can't meet the CEO right now. Um, I can give you a time to come back and here's a phone number to call and let me put something on your Outlook. And... Instead, the receptionist says, ah, yes, the CEO has been waiting for you.
0: Yeah, Step and that right this was way. a little bit of a tip off, as you said, <laughs> in terms of, you know, if you get a guy CEO, the receptionist might not roll over for them like that.
2: I thought it seemed evil. <laughs> yeah, I it, it
1: was evil.
2: I thought... I which was
0: fucked up, because right behind <laughs> the receptionist, it said the food delivery company's motto, which was, don't be evil. But then it had an emoji winky face. <laughs> winky face devil emoji, yeah. right? The purple one. Yeah, the purple Which Mark one. wouldn't know, right? So maybe he doesn't realize, maybe he's walking into a trap. He thinks, oh, that's regular guy, you know, gray emoji guy, yeah. winking. You yeah, know, just like all
1: these...
2: Like all the other ones.
0: Yeah, they all look the same (laughs) to me. Because I got such tunnel vision, I can only see one eye at a time. I don't see winks, you know, is what he's probably saying to himself.
1: Um, So he gets ushered right into the CEO's office Mm -hmm. and the chair is turned so that the back is facing him, Mm -hmm. which is never a good sign. Which is never a good sign. And the CEO says, Ah, Mark Briggs. I've been waiting for you.
0: Yes. The CEO does say that, but before they even turn around.
1: Yes. That's what they say before they even turn around. And they've
0: got an evil voice changer on. Yes. So oh, Mark, it sounds like this. Yes. So Mark still doesn't even know that he's walked into the, <laughs> a the lair of a lady CEO. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so he still thinks he has, cause you know, Mark can best any man in single combat. Right, so but, he thinks he's but he got the upper hand. Not best to a woman. Well, because women have got their wiles on Mark Briggs, right? But oh, he we know. also has his wiles back at them, if you know what <laughs> well, I mean. Well, he's still wearing these pajamas. He's got those pajamas on, and those pajamas have a secret weapon: the ab flap. The Ab Flap. So little <laughs> does lady CEO know that she's about to swivel her chair around and be looking into six glistening abs. And he Nine hasn't, if you count.
2: He hasn't eaten all day. <laughs> hasn't eaten all day, so
0: those abs are rippling.
1: Yeah. And if you'd like to save money on your insurance, call Ab Flap.
0: <laughs> That's 1-800-A-B-F-L-A-P-S. And the S is silent, but you do dial it. <laughs>
1: So he's sort of in the CEO's office.
0: yeah he's kind of like standing there like a bean. he's right in the doorway half in half out. but um, he makes his decision when she starts to turn around and he sees um, he sees her windblown hair kind of, you know, she's got a fan in the window blowing at her hair like a supermodel. And so when she turns around, he sees the hair and he realizes, oh, shit, lady CEO... And he starts unbuttoning those, the ab flap really fast.
1: But not fast enough.
0: Not fast enough. <laughs> she
1: whips around and she says, Put that away. That's not going to work on me, mister. Yeah,
0: she stuns him with her Medusa eyes, pretty much turns him almost to stone.
1: Yeah, and his abs are already stone. So <laughs> yeah. there are a few.
0: Rest of his body catches up. Yeah. <laughs> fast. Standing there like a bean. I can remember things. <laughs> I can really remember things. I got the member I got the memory of attorney. <laughs> so, Rita, for me, right at that moment, I'm scared because I think our hero Mark Briggs, what's he gonna do? What's going through your mind right then?
2: Well, uh I I I didn't know what was gonna happen, but I but I I had a feeling that he was gonna be okay. I remembered that he did still have the butt flap and I,
1: I <laughs> I, I thought and, sh- and, and I was CEO- pa- I
0: was panicking. I forgot that.
1: Yeah, and the CEO hadn't seen that yet. No. So it's kind of a secret weapon.
2: So I thought maybe he could still use that mm-hmm. to his advantage.
0: So you're thinking how's Mark going to use this butt flap because he is standing there like a stone. How is he going <laughs> to How's he going to turn himself around and show his ass to the CEO? <laughs> To gain control of this situation. Because evil CEO, he knows this is evil. This is where the money goes. You follow the money, you get up at evil.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't even have time to think about that because the CEO is quickly approaching. Mm-hmm. And she says... Hovering. Uh, yeah, she's you know, hovering. Levitating she, like levitating. a demon. She says, I'm glad you finally found me. Do you know why I'm here? And he says, Whoa what and she says this is all part of the plan and me i'm kind of confused i'm like wait so was the plan to get him there but she says what her plan was and the plan was people only eat turkey once a year
0: yeah she pulls out a powerpoint and starts going through it (laughs)
1: And she's just pointing at some bar graphs and some line graphs and some pie charts and she says so she's pointing at these charts and she's saying people only want our turkey one week out of the year then they forget about us the rest of the time. It poses a serious business problem for us and we need to create synergies across some of our other brands so that people are thinking about turkey at other eating locations. Occasions. At other eating occasions. (laughs) So I stole all the turkey back to let them know that I control the turkey in this town.
0: And Mark is...
1: Dumbfounded?
0: Yeah.
2: I was right there with him. I yeah. I did not see that coming.
1: Well, it's a bad business strategy, first and foremost.
0: Right. I mean, Mark goes, that's a... Ter-. He says, that's a terrible business strategy. You're doing crimes. That's what he says. He says, you're doing crimes
1: and he honestly sounds like he's about to freaking cry
0: yeah and she and the lady ceo she goes what are you gonna do cry about it and at that point he really does start to cry hard
1: yeah very hard yeah which we've already seen him do a couple other times this episode
0: (laughs) yeah i mean he throws almost what i would call a temper tantrum at this point
1: (laughs) but that's to our advantage because you hear why and that's because he gets on his tummy, and he's kind of pounding on the floor mm-hmm. with his fists and, and his feet. W- when
0: you're on your tummy, what is pointing up?
1: I know this one. <laughs> Say it, Rita. Pop but, quiz. The butt flap. That's
0: correct. And so Mark, as he's <laughs> pounding with one fist, he's uh, diverting <laughs> his attention with his other fist, using it to... Uh, but he's got his fist unrolled into a hand shape, and he's using it to... <laughs> <laughs> unbutton the <laughs> flap on his ass and like a magician he keeps the ceo's attention on his pounding fist and his screaming crying voice but then but then his butt is
1: exposed he showed his ass
0: yes
2: which you'd think would be a sign of submission and would be work
0: <laughs> you would think you that you would
2: think that would not work in his favor, but you would be wrong because his worked. ass is
0: so sharp that it's like a weapon. <laughs> right? It's so it's so rock hard that um, it's a uh, the lady CEO. She she looks at it and she says to him, "Jesus, you got a permit for those things?"
1: And he says, "Yeah, I got it on the black market."
0: <laughs> yes, uh, and she says. Oh no, <laughs> I would have got away with it too if it weren't for you stinking tourneys.
1: And she does something crazy. Yeah. She launches herself out the window yeah. of the 72nd floor of Chicago Tower.
0: And if a guy did it, I wouldn't say that's crazy. But the way she did it was fucking mad. She seemed hysterical. (laughs) It was really hysterical the way she flung herself out the seventy. Yeah, she was honestly being
2: a crazy bitch. Yeah, I mean,
0: not the way that a guy would do it. I just, I
2: never understand what lady CEOs are thinking.
0: No. Yeah, she was swim flailing her arms towards the, um, (laughs) towards the window and everything. Yeah. I mean, some of the things she wasn't doing: smoking a big cigar,
1: Uh, wearing a pinstripe suit,
0: adjusting her crotch. (laughs) um throwing a ball to her son <laughs> and telling him he's not man enough
1: yeah or getting just getting home late and not even seeing the kids go to bed no
0: she, she yeah wasn't doing any of that stuff i mean she went out that window <laughs> like a crazy chick
1: and what's even crazier is the twist pop quiz what's the twist do we say it
0: let's say it
2: on the count of 3 1 um. Two, three. three.
1: The heroes Helicop- are waiting <laughs> in a helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> Sounds like we all got it right.
0: Yeah. So uh, today's not your day, lady CEO. You.
1: You don't get to die today. Exactly.
0: Um, so the Chicago heroes saved down their life. They caught her on their helicopter. Um, right. She slipped right through the blades and they missed her just by a (laughs) fraction of a second. Um, and she fell down into their helicopter net I,
2: I really enjoyed that they that, that they took the time to um, put the same looking logo of food services on the side of the helicopter, but it mm, said fraud services. Yes. I, I liked that attention to detail.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I especially liked the way that you, we, we only saw that after the flap that they had over the f- over the RAU that was a double O to make it like food fell away because they had been going, I would assume, I and mean, we didn't see this, but it was like a side plot, I guess, mm-hmm. where they were going undercover so that no one would know it was a hero copter flying around the building. They would just think, well, that's one of our normal food security cop- copters. Oh, yep. Food copters. Food security copters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was just about... Um, That's about it. Yeah. All that they wrote for uh, this one. I guess at the, I guess Mark does... He does stand-up and he kind of... Um, yeah, he does, wipes, a, he he does a quick set. He does yeah. a quick
1: stand-up set. Yes,
0: he does. He does do a quick kind of... Um, you know, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking to himself as he walks back out to the receptionist. Um, and, he, uh, and he tells her... What he does is he goes up to her and he says, Hey... If you need a CEO for this place, I get a 1600 on my SATs.
1: Yeah. And then he walks out and she goes, hey, Mark. And he turns around and he says, what? And she goes, your butt flap's still
0: open. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he goes, well, even a genius like me
0: yeah, screws up. Yeah, exactly. And then like, the, and just the final things as he's getting on the elevator, she kind of Shakes her head and she looks over at the custodian, who's vac or the. I mean, I guess it's the vacuumer actually, um, because he's vacuuming, not throwing stuff away. And she <laughs> looks over at him and she goes, "Men," and he does a, one of these eyebrow things, like, t- like a. Oh yeah, tom- you're doing the eyebrow it. thing. For he, like sure. raises, he raises. Yeah, moves yeah his, he moves his eyebrows.
2: Did you know that that he wasn't supposed to be in that shot?
0: <gasps> yeah, I had a <laughs> feeling because he kind of uh, he kind of nudged his. He was like only half in, half out and kind of had nudged his You can just kind of see the and cord
1: like, and then like the tip of the vacuum and then just him. And then when the girl kind of looks at him, he's like, huh? What? What? And then he looks and he sees the camera and he goes, oh, no, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of keep acting regardless. And she says, men. And he's just like, mm. doesn't I raise? Yeah, that yeah.
2: was that was Chuck. <gasps> Oh yeah! He didn't realize he wasn't supposed to be on, on the set yet And well, he probably he did. also
1: didn't realize he wasn't supposed to be vacuuming Because that's not his job right.
0: <laughs> No, he's learning He's a, oh, he's a slow learner Jack. And he did a really great job I mean, when the camera just kind of lingered on him And everyone else chatting after the scene He did a really great job explaining to the receptionist All the themes and everything like that So that well, was also impressive I think he used to be a screenwriter Oh I see
1: I see. So that's the episode.
0: Yep. So that was that. And um, it's time for us to go to our sponsor.
1: Hey, hero heads. If you're liking this episode or any other episode of the show, you've listened to head to Apple podcasts and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Also tell a friend about the podcasts. And if you do also, tell a friend about the podcast and this is (laughs) also tell a friend about the podcast and we have a special offer for you. If you do leave us a review, we'll read it on the air and we'll say your name and everything, no matter what you put in as your name and no matter what you put in as your review. So do that and you can appear on the show. Thanks. Back to the episode.
0: And we're back, heads. I hope that you've had a nice break and have recovered from thinking back really hard, just like we were, about how much you enjoyed that last episode of your favorite TV show. Uh, but now it's time to focus back on us, the stars of this podcast, and uh, we are going to play a little game now. Um, which is something that we like to do from time to time, just about every week. Uh, And today's game is, um, like it often is, themed along with the uh, theme of this episode. So that's just a little production magic for you there. The way that we were able to get those two things to go together nicely is a little bit of um, um, podcast serendipity. Anyway, the segment that we're going to be doing now is a game that uh, we call deal or steal what's the deal what's the deal
2: what's
1: the deal
0: okay so in this game the way that you play it is uh i'm going to read out uh, an item from a black friday ad along with its price and sarah and rita your job is to decide whether it's a deal or a steal do we got that got it Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, get started right here uh, with Best Buy. We've got an item at Best Buy. It is a Dell Inspiron 15.5-inch touchscreen laptop, Intel Core i5, 8-gigabyte memory, 256 gigabytes. It's uh, $399.99, and the ad says, Save $200.
2: So it would be 199 or it was originally 599?
0: I've given you all the information that I have. Um, so I, I think that you're going to have to figure out that part of it.
1: Ben, I'm going to say that this is a steal. <clears throat> and because that's because I'd have to steal way more gigs um, from something else to put into this computer to make it worth any of my money.
2: I'm gonna say it's a deal, because uh, because it's 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 nice, but I don't I don't really want it.
0: Okay, so (laughs) well, we've got uh, Sarah has said that it's a deal, and I said a steal. uh, Sarah has said that it's a steal. Excuse me, pardon my French. Um, And Rita has said that it's a a deal. Deal. Okay, so let's move on to our next item. All right, uh, this is a uh, Black Friday sale at Macy's. Mm. And now we are talking about a, this item is an Alfani men's stretch performance, (laughs) solid to slim fit suit separates created for Macy's, limited time special, uh, and it's listed as $100 to $360. Sale price, $49.99 to $109.99. Bonus value, $200, rated four and a half stars on the website with 246 reviews.
2: Oh, that is a steal. That is absolutely a
0: steal. Yeah, I'm not supposed to do any editorializing, but uh, I would have to agree, Rita.
2: That four and a half stars and 246 reviews? That I, You don't get much better than that.
0: So Rita has said it's a steal. And Sarah, that's now over to you.
1: Yeah. For this one, Ben, I'm going to say it's, I'm going to do something. I'm going to break with tradition here a little bit Mm -hmm. with the established format of the game that we've been playing for so long. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm going to say appeal because this deal is appealing to me.
0: Well, we have that uh, Rita has said that it is a steal, and Sarah has used one of her appeals on this item. So let's go ahead and move on to our next item. Uh, And now we're looking at a Black Friday ad from Sears. And this is uh, Sears... uh, D, um, I I won't say that it's a deal. I don't want to give anything away here, um, but it certainly is a promotion, uh, and it's a doorbuster promotion. Uh, it's a doorbuster promotion that starts at Thursday at six p.m. and goes all day Friday. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out or after it comes out, at any point when this podcast comes out or afterwards, this will have been the previous Thursday. Um, so, but in, but it's in, but in, intellectually. It's still interesting to talk about. So um, this item is spend... <laughs> this item is spend $250 on a qualifying purchase. Get $250 cash back in points. At select Sears Stores and Sears.com. I'm going to
2: say that is a squeal. Because I did not know Sears was still around. And so I'm (sighs) very excited at the idea that they're still in business.
0: Well, oink, oink. Let's take this over to Sarah. Uh, Rita has used her squeal on this one. And what are you going to say about this uh, item from Sears doorbuster promotion?
1: Um, I think this is a steal, Ben, And let me tell you why. I think it's interesting that you have to spend $250 and then you get $250 back to the store. And I feel like that's stealing from people who don't realize that that's not the right way to spend money on things. And it's taking advantage of people who think that's a deal, but it's actually stealing from them.
0: So we have a squeal and a steal on that item. And let's move on to our next one. This is um, P.F. Chang's. Uh, P.F. Chang's, we've got free lettuce wraps on Black Friday and Saturday.
1: Ben, I would like to say this is a repeal in that in if this was the last one of these things, I would buy it, thus repealing the deal from um, whence it came.
2: I'm going to I'm going to say this is a Jessica Beal because I feel like um I I feel I feel wealthy when I eat a lettuce wrap. I feel good about myself when I eat a lettuce wrap and I feel like it's something that a Jessica Biel would
0: do.
1: Yeah, there's no way that Jessica Biel has, would wrap stuff up in a carb. She would definitely wrap it up in lettuce. So actually, I'm going to change my answer as well to Jessica Biel.
0: Okay. Well, we have a Jessica Biel and a um, Jessica Biel on that item. And so now let's go on to our last item of the uh, game here, which is the... Um, Claire's Black Friday, uh, sale this year has a, um, mega makeup sets for twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, and in the interest of full disclosure, um, there is a planet, a spinning planet. Uh, I assume it's spinning. The ad is actually not animated, but, uh, it's a still ad. It's a 2D ad, not animated, but, um, the planet has, um, it looks like it's, it's got, um, spinny it's got spinny drawing around it. So I would imagine it's spinning and stars and it says cosmic deals right there on it. And that's a mega makeup set for $29.99 shop. Now it says, and the ad says cosmic deals on it. So is that a deal or a steal?
1: Um, Ben, I'm going to say it's a feel because this promotion is giving me all the feels. I gotta have it.
0: Well, when you gotta have it, you're gonna have it. So let's move on to, uh, Rita. What are you thinking about this, uh, cosmic deal, deal or steal?
2: Uh, I'm going to call this one a get real because I'm, I'm, I don't think that I want it. Um, but other, other people might want it. And I'm going to get real with you and tell you that you can have it.
0: You heard it here first, Claire's. Take your mega makeup set and stuff it into your customer's bag and wish them a happy Friday and a nice weekend. Uh, well, that has been uh, Deal or Steal. We hope that you enjoyed playing. Let's give thanks to all our contestants here and move on with the show.
1: What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? <laughs> All right, listeners, it's time for our penultimate segment, and it's the segment you know and love the best out of all the segments we've ever done. That's right, it's time for the rescue report. Kind of up hero heads, it's time to count the heads of how many people were saved
0: this episode. You might, if you were walking by a medieval castle, you might see how. Uh, terrible the king was by seeing all the heads on a pike outside the castle. But this is the opposite. Count how many heads are still on people's bodies (laughs) as you walk by the Chicago Tower.
1: In terms of lives saved this episode, I'm thinking CEO lady.
0: Yes, definitely one.
1: And it's a very smart move to not give her a name.
0: It really doesn't matter. Well, I think, you know, um, as a feminist T-shirt guy, I think it's actually a feminist move not to give the CEO lady a name because it's saying this could be any woman. Any woman could do it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I thought her name was Big Turkey.
0: Yeah, she was wearing a name tag that said (laughs) Big Turkey, but I thought that was a joke. But maybe it wasn't a joke.
1: We'll have to check the forums after that. Anyway, she was saved.
0: Absolutely, was saved.
1: Anybody
2: else? Mm. Do you count? Do you count Mark
1: for not?
0: Hmm, hmm. that's interesting.
1: Typically, we would not. No, but, but
0: when he was looking in that ice box, he did say, "If I don't get my turkey, I'm going to do something really bad."
1: <laughs> yeah. And then at one point, too, towards the end there, he was like, I'm so hungry. I could die.
0: Yep. So yep. Maybe,
1: yeah, let's say he was.
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: Anybody else?
0: So that's two. Mm.
2: I guess, and I mean, if those people didn't get to buy back their leftovers, they might have starved to death. But I don't think that's a little
0: Well,
1: tangential. we don't know if they were saved because we don't really even know what happened to them. We just kind of followed Mark after that. So. That's tr-
0: Oh, yeah. And we don't do, you know, fortunately, we don't do a lives taken. Uh, we we don't do a net lives saved calculation here where we subtract the lives saved from the lives taken. Because if we had to do that, we'd be in negatives every week. Oh,
1: for sure. Because,
0: I mean, the carnage, as you said earlier, Rita, in that grocery store was um, truly, you know, bloody disgusting. Yeah. With the people disgusting of,
1: um, bloody disgusting
0: yeah absolutely ding, ding 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 and those guys in that grocery store were you um, too yeah so anyway um so that's two so two
1: and yeah. i think we can safely say that three more people were yes, saved there were
0: three more lives saved and that is me ben flores
1: me sarah black and me rita jenkins and that's been the rescue report
0: And that brings us to our ultimate segment, which is Next Week On. So this is where we go to the trailers and the trades and we um, think about what's coming next week on the show.
1: I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking, thinking, I'm thinking. thinking. And unfortunately, I'll never know.
0: Yeah, I don't have a thought. And that's been Next Week On. So uh, now it's time to move on to our ultimate, ultimate segment, which is the... Ray Romano Memorial Promo section. Uh, so this is where we um, take a little step away from the world of Chicago Heroes uh, as it is played out on the screen. We come back to um, uh, just uh, the, the real world of normies here and we ask our guest, Rita, about... Um, first of all, we say thank you for coming on the show, Rita. Thank, thank you for you. having me. And then we say, what do you have going on out in your life that's not Chicago Heroes? that you want people to check out anything that you've got going on or a friend or family or a foe or anything like that
1: yeah if your foe has something going on we want to know about it
2: uh you should check out uh my new favorite herald team it's called moms uh they're not my foe they're very nice uh and, uh, and, uh, oh, and I have this other herald, it's not a herald team, but it's another team that I really like called power clashing. Uh, they're, they're also very nice. So,
0: so this is improv that you like to check out in Chicago. Yes. yes. Okay. So people should, if they want to find this, uh, improv that you, whenever you're not throwing stuff away in the garbage, like to go check out, they should look up. Can you just give us those names? They are
2: Moms. And power clashing. Great. And they both have Facebook pages.
0: Oh, excellent. So if people look up Moms Improv Chicago, they'll find it. Yeah. And if they look up power clashing Improv Chicago, they'll find that one.
2: I think so, yeah.
0: So take Sounds your right pick, you. listeners. Uh, you've got pick
1: only one.
0: Yes. Uh, you've got double trouble. And if you have a friend who's not going to, who says, I don't like going to do fun things, say, can I have your pick? And then use theirs too. Yes, you can maybe go use your foe's pick. Yes, Uh, and um, on "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?" they have phone a friend. But if your foe gave you their pick, that would be foe to friend, Um, because they would be becoming your friend by being so nice. Anyway, um, that's been our show. Thank you for listening. Bye.
1: Smells like courage.
0: Yeah. Ha.